Welcome to Corporate Caffeine. I'm Dacia Coffee. As a chief marketing officer, speaker, author, copywriter, and three-time entrepreneur, I've learned a thing or two about influence and impact in the business world. So I want to share with you what I've learned about how to be heard, be seen, and be successful, and introduce you to the people I've met along the way who learned how to unlock their potential. Welcome to Corporate Caffeine. Today I'm introducing you to Terry Sullivan. He is the founder of BuzzPro and an expert at digital brand management and social selling. So basically what that means for you is this is your masterclass on LinkedIn. Some of you might have heard the quote by Zig Ziglar that in order to get what you want, you just have to help enough other people get what they want. Terry is brilliant at this. And so if you want immediate ideas on how to fire up your professional success, this is definitely the episode for you. Let's jump in. Terry Sullivan, welcome to Corporate Caffeine. We are so excited to have you. Uh, And nice to finally meet you. I've heard a lot about you, seen you you, uh, talking to Daisy in interviews before, and now I get the privilege of meeting you in person. Well, uh, that's that's. I'm so honored to be here, and I I just love your facility here. It's uh, very nice. (laughs) I love the technology. It's all working for a time being. (laughs) It's it's homey. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm really (laughs) impressed about the the tag team here. You know, I just the husband and wife thing i think that's really <laughs> we're really, gonna see really how cool. that goes it's lasted um for 22 years oh 22 years <laughs> we're still checking yeah, it out <laughs> we're seeing, still seeing if it's gonna work yeah okay yeah. well very good well it is very nice to meet you you as well it's very nice and thanks for setting this up and thanks for inviting me daisy it's uh yeah. great to be here i've been looking forward to this uh, you guys are quite the planners we did this uh, several weeks or months ago yes and so i'm glad to f- it's yeah. finally happening well busy people and worthy people who bring value are very busy. So you have to get way ahead of the scheduling. And so, wait, when we were talking off audio, how many presentations did you do in 2020, meaning pandemic year? Yeah, uh, 163. 160. Mm. How did you manage that? Two to five a week, and sometimes twice a day, sometimes three times a day. Mm -hmm. So were you doing Zoom, I take it? Well, Zoom or whatever whatever video, Apple. Yeah, most, most, I got to be very good at Zoom, you know. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, any kind, some of them were on Teams, some of them were on, you know, Microsoft product, you know, but uh, yeah, and, uh, and plus, I I present a lot to colleges and universities. So like the University Mm. of Texas in Arlington, uh, they're my client. Uh, the uh, last week, I gave a Zoom presentation uh, to 282 uh, graduate students from SMU. Nice. Um, you know, I'm gonna at UTA. I gave a presentation two weeks ago. Uh, so I so universities and then a lot of uh, business groups, a lot of associations. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, last year during COVID, I had uh, taken Dacia's a you know, international presenter, so she knows all about this. But it takes months, if not years, to get gigs to, yes. uh, you know, give presentations to. So within a span of four days, I lost several thousand dollars worth of business. Uh, right. You know, I, I had it all lined up, had tickets ready to go. And mm. uh, so then COVID hit. And so then everybody canceled within three or four days. Oh, yeah. And I said, well, you know, I knew the only thing I had to do with, you know, after that point, after everything shut down, was to go to Kroger to get groceries, you know? So I thought, <laughs> well, uh, you, know, you know, well, I might as well go ahead and uh, present. And so uh, I'm a big networker, you know, I, I suspect we're going to talk about, you know, social selling and that oh, kind yes. of thing today. And 
So I just reached out to all my clients. I've worked with clients all over the country. And, you know, I, I really got to work with uh, some of the executives from a little company out in Portland called Nike, which was really amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Emma Minto, uh, they, they had big layoffs at Nike. You know, they're going yeah, through a lot of changes. Yeah. And so uh, uh, Emma uh, was running, get this, I always get amazed. when I, I mean, but when I'm talking to them, it's just like us, right? I mean, they're, yes, they're very nice people. people. But, but Emma was in charge of women's apparel for Nike, right? And so they laid her off and uh, right before COVID hit, and uh, so I helped her land a job, and she is now running a little company out in Denver called Crocs, which is a oh, rubber yeah. yeah, GM there, right? And so uh, I also worked with Larry Levine, who's the founder of Chili's and his group, yep. and uh, and Nigel Thurler, and uh, he's uh, he's amazing. He just came out with he's a PhD, and uh, he was the chief agile officer for uh, Toyota. So he ran all of their uh, automated uh, production no. companies. So I think yeah. we have a pro here. Oh, well, well, but, but Nigel. Are you really... going plugging? <laughs> but, but the interesting thing about Nigel is he wrote um, a, a book. Uh, he was hired by Toyota to change. They're, they're, they uh, are known for manufacturing, obviously. Uh, and so now they're going to get away from lean manufacturing. And uh, they're going to a whole new process. Wow! Uh, yeah, wait a he, minute. He kind of created oh, I didn't it for know them. that. Yeah, yeah, that's a big move for them. I mean, yeah. you know a little bit about lean. Yeah, which is um, impressive. Oh, lean in Six of Sigma. Yeah. yeah. Are you certified? Yeah. Are you? Are you guys? I am not, but I've done a lot, a lot of, of lean, uh, like work with lean manufacturing, manufacturing and yeah. Um, cool. Culture. Well, now it, it's it's. Uh, his book is called Flow. It's available on Amazon. He sent me a free copy, Dacia, and I can honestly say. Uh, I didn't understand any of it. The, <laughs> the only thing I could really get is his signature, right? But uh, it's an, it, he wrote it with two other PhDs. And Lean is a manufacturing process for, uh, you know, it's all about how you manufacture their cars, right? And, and everybody uses it in other right. types of manufacturing. Yep. But, but they got several requests from service companies, you know, wanting to know uh, more about uh, how can we apply Lean processes to our service organization. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, like... <laughs> I, I talked to him. He, he's a very interesting man. Um, he's from England, right? Yes. And he said, uh, hey, Terry, he called me up. He goes, I just got this call from uh, Austin, Texas, and they want me to present at this thing called uh, South by Southwest. What do you think? Should I? I oh, think, my God. A and keynote. I'll... I said, dude, you just won the Olympics, man. Yes. <laughs> I said, jump on that. Yes. So, so he and two other PhDs wrote this book, and... Um, and so he left, right? Because he can make a whole bunch more money working for himself. He's amazing. I'll, I'll wow. tell you off offline how much he makes per hour. It's an it's insane <laughs> number. So how did he convince Toyota to make that switch? Because that's their bread yeah. and butter. I mean, everyone well, knows uh, they're I, the... Mm -hmm. I, I think it's demand because like uh, when I was working with him, he was working with the CEO of Frontier Communications, you know, mm -hmm. in his direct yep. reports and... And he had already kind of come up with the process, and they said, "Well, let's formalize it." And so they worked. With, he worked with two other PhDs and came up with this book called The Flow System. It's available on Amazon. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, but, yeah, cool. yeah. but it's pretty intense. I mean, like I said, uh, I'm a marketing guy. I, I don't really understand, you know, the operations. The, a lot of numbers in that book. I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting though because what you were talking about with it being applied to service organizations. So I worked with the American Manufacturing Association a number of years ago and specifically with their champions group. Yeah. So, you know, these lean implementers, these lean executives, um, I mean, just so interesting, smart, so Oof. neat to see the engagement on yeah. the plant floor. Yeah. But I had talked to some of the executives and there were starting to be murmurs about um, they're applying it to HR. 
yeah. inside of these organizations. They yeah. were applying it to the very human side away from machinery and process and bottlenecks and all of this other stuff. And they were starting yeah. in, inside of these lean companies yeah. to apply, like to ask the question, how do we apply it across the board? So that's so interesting it because is. I'm like, man, it was a matter of time oh, before it would leave the, it really the walls is. of each of those it companies. Really, I, I'll never forget, I asked Nigel, I said, you know, uh, what what exactly do you manage for Toyota? And so he managed, he was in charge of uh, all the automated processes. So like down in San Antonio, uh, there's a, a plant that's uh, like 96% total computerization in terms of building this sure. one car model. And I said, well, why isn't it 100%, Nigel? Why don't you ha- just get rid of those human beings? You know, okay. The <laughs> day's coming. Yeah, well, just get rid of he said, he said, <laughs> oh, yeah. he said, there will always be a human involved in manufacturing. Yep. Somewhere, yes. Somewhere. Yep. And I said, yep. give me, okay. And I was like, give me an example, right? What do, you, what do you mean? He said that he can take one of his engineers, blindfold them, and have them... Uh, you know, rub their finger against uh, you know a car wind a wall a, you know paint job, and they can tell you exactly what's wrong with it. They can tell you what's wrong with it without actually seeing it. Yeah. He said they're amazing, and he said and he said most of them don't have college degrees. You know, they kind of acquire yeah. this. You know, yeah. So it's really fascinating stuff. I, that's one of the things I love about those type of companies is they empower the people doing <sighs> the work to yeah. fix the problems. Yeah. And so there is a lot of hire within. The culture is incredible. I talked to this one gentleman one time on a plant floor and the executive leadership is like ask anybody anything you want like no holds barred you can ask them anything and they are allowed they they are not going to be scared of repercussions and one gentleman was talking about working for them and when they did then when they implemented lean um it changed the fabric of his family he said i used to come home so angry Mm -hmm. he said i thought i had marriage problems like my kids were just bad and you know he's like i was always angry and he said when i started coming home excited and they adopted a couple of my ideas and i got promoted he goes it's pretty funny or not funny. Problem was me the whole time. <laughs> he got lean. He got, he got just, lean. Yeah, he got exactly. Lean. But I mean, to see him so emotional and, you know, people's work is so, so important. So I love hearing that there's just going to be a further distribution of, you know, those principles. Oh, yeah. Into but service to, and but such. To, to get back to your earlier question, though. So, yeah, 163 presentations and uh, really met some amazing people. There were a bunch of other folks I worked with as well. Um, and and a lot of companies, a lot of groups, and um, you know, so I I was constantly in my office, you know, giving presentations every, you know, sometimes two or three a day. You know, it was a lot of fun. But uh, and what's really neat is it's led to a lot of business. Uh, now, you know, like the last quarter of last year was my best quarter ever. Yeah. And uh, wow. it was, yeah, it, yeah, wow. yeah. And then um, you know, I I, I went to. Uh, Meeting Planners International and presented at the Gaylord Texan and Grapevine yep. and and then um, I said, well, can you come back next year? So I went back to yeah. Las Vegas mm, last month. Let me check month. my calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've never been at a Gaylord, it's worth checking out. Uh, it was great. Yeah. And then uh, then went to Harrah's which in in Vegas and uh, and Vegas was I don't know if you guys ever go there. I've been there quite a few times. I kept, you know, it's a presentation mecca. Of course, but it was be. like wall-to-wall people i've never seen anything wow. I, I i said what month was this uh this was, was uh, what month is okay this is like a month and a half ago yeah okay i heard it getting a little tighter right now well uh, and i but you know i just uh it, I, I asked the Uber drivers. That's how I learned all my intelligence from my travels. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to do it. <laughs> what are the Uber drivers yeah. saying? And they just said yeah. that 
you know, a lot of people are, you know, not working, right? Mm. And so uh, they go to Vegas, you know, to have fun. Ah, and, and I just, yeah. you know, but it was, it was, I've never seen it. And they said the last uh, six months or so was the busiest they'd ever seen Las Vegas. You're kidding mm -hmm. me. But Vegas was like, I would wow, I would have never guessed mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I know. That it was so much fun. Um, some of the stuff, you know, like, you know, a lot like the Titanic and a lot of the, you know, things that my wife and I wanted to, See, we're all shut down, but uh, yeah. but they're all open now. now do you take your wife? Always, always. Yeah, well, I say always. Part. My wife has a uh, brick and mortar shop downtown Grapevine, Texas, yeah. called Roses on the Vine. It's amazing! <laughs> it's so amazing. And for anybody that flies through DFW, it is yeah. really close that to the airport. That was our uh, number one pick of where we were going to put our office, yeah, and Grapevine. we wind up in downtown Fort Worth. Roses yeah. so, on the Vine, um, you have to go. But we were looking at Grapevine really hard up I love there. That. I lo yeah. love, love, love Grapevine, and uh, she's right in the middle of Grapevine on Main Street, yeah. and so it's you know it, you know you guys yeah. know Dacia, you're you're the marketing guru, right? And yeah. uh, but it's really really tough to uh, make it, you know, a brick and mortar. You know, the Amazons yeah, of the world are stealing yeah. a lot of share, you know, and so. Uh, but if you it location plus uh, on steroids, right? For yep. for retail, and so yep. yeah, she's at a great location. So you've got the Gaylord there in Grapevine. You've got you know the great wolf lodge and then i don't know i didn't know this but there's a direct rail system now a train yeah. from the dfw airport right to grapevine yeah and so she constantly gets you know new clients uh you know or, or new customers buying women it's women's apparel yeah uh, and yes they have louis vuitton you know those kind of things but <laughs> but but uh but they just drive in you know i've got a flight out to chicago at three so they fly in they have some extra time i know there you go shopping. it's perfect it yeah, is the perfect really, little airport escape that place I was is just amazing at the air, that whole strip is yeah oh, i'm sorry I, we were just at the airport last week and had to wait around for a canceled flight Right. Well, we, it wound up getting canceled the next day. Well, we're standing in a long line with uh, people to reschedule tickets, trying to get to California yeah. by the next morning for her to speak at. Oh, yeah, yeah. The lady behind us, her and her family were from Boston. Oh. And she's like, oh, my gosh, we've got to stay here tonight. I don't know anything about DFW. And I said, everyone here is going to try to send you to Arlington? Go to Grapevine. Oh. It's right up the road. And I sold her on it. And she had two teenagers. I was go, great. Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah. I was like indoor swimming at this time of year. School's already started. You'll get a good yeah. deal. I was I was totally selling her on the idea. <laughs> oh. They're over there Googling. Uh, going, we are sold. Tell her uh, places to eat. I'm sure she appreciated yeah. that very, very because much. Because if you go to Arlington, yeah. you don't know. If you're not from this area, you're like, ah, if I'm going to exit up one way or the other, you don't know, you know, but, what the area is really like. Yeah. I, I love Arlington. Like if I want to go to a baseball game. Right. Yeah. Or sure. I want to go to the Dallas Cowboy game. For sure. Or, you know, the, the attractions are are phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. But if you want to get that, you know, mom and pop shop, brick yeah. and mortar shop, you know, I want to go in a store and look at, I mean, Texas branded kind of stuff. You yep. can't beat it's amazing. Great And mine. it's right next to the airport. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you guys are the speakers. I'm not. And you're probably like, what is he doing here? I didn't no, know. No. I but um, I need to know. And what I've realized is we've had a few guests on already. And I like to know really nothing about them. That way I can ask the simple questions <laughs> of like, how'd you what get you started? Do? You brought up marketing in the past. I, I've known that much. I know you're a speaker, but how did this get rolling? How did yeah, this get started? And, and I, I want to point out that it would be so easy for people listening to think that you've been speaking for 20 or 30 years. Nope. Um, so I think it's important that, you, you know, thank you, Kyle, that you do talk what? about 
what All did right. you do in your previous life and how did you get here? Like, tell the well, story. Well, Dacia yeah. has all the connections when it comes to this. I was just going to be on the production side and sit back. And yeah. she's like, well, why don't you join us? You know, and yes. I was like, all right. Any, anyway, I want to well, hear the pain. You're the nucleus, Kyle. I mean, you know, yeah, without right. the production, you can't <laughs> make this. No Believe me, uh, we were yeah. talking about this before the show started about some of the challenges Dacia and I have had with... Uh, you know, yeah. being at a presentation or several hundred people there and nothing works, you know. Yeah. So we can definitely appreciate your talents. Um, so, yes, I worked at many companies in marketing positions, yep. um, worked at Verizon for many years. You but I shop. was responsible for uh, many, many products uh, over the years. I worked mm -hmm. there 14 years. And before that, I worked for an ophthalmic lens company where uh, we were responsible. I was responsible for the proprietary lens products. So I got to know that industry very well. So, I mean, I went from industry to I, four or five industries in my career. Uh, in 2010, during the Great Recession, myself, along with mm -hmm. 27,000 others, were laid off. I refused to move to Basking Ridge, New Jersey. We have a ranch out in West Texas. And so I'm like, sorry, see you later. Yeah, good and, choice. Yeah. So I um, stayed here. And uh, and then I said, well, what do I do? And I'm a yeah. big networker. And so I met with... Uh, you know, five to 10 people a week, either on the phone or in person. And I'd say, Dacia, what do you do? You know, and, I, and then I just talked to a couple of keynote presenters and, uh, you know, people that trainers. I thought, you know, I kind of like that a whole helping other thing people. And then um, so at the same time, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, uh, I would help a whole bunch of people with their LinkedIn profiles. Right. Be help them get jobs. Right. It's like because uh, I'm a marketing guy and I thought oh, I can figure this out. And so then I met a guy from who was a Harvard graduate, and he had all these SEO systems, right? I mean, he could, you know, you could, uh, in, you know, type in the word plumber and be found. I mean, he, it was just amazing. But I realized when I saw his profile, I, you know, yeah, I would go to his profile because of his SEO work. But when I got there, I didn't really know what he did for a living, right? It's like, oh, well, wow. okay, I found you, but what can you do what? for me, right? You know, yes. Right? So at any rate, uh, so then what I did is I said, well, there's got to be a way to do both. And so I just started playing with it and playing with it. And then, uh, you know, there's, as you guys know, right, there's always a balance between SEO and brand, right? Always. And so, yeah. you know, yeah, I want to I want to be found on LinkedIn. Okay, but if I go to your profile and I can't tell within three seconds, you know, who you are, yeah. what you do, and how you can help me, I'm gone. Machine, Messaging. human. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. So. Uh, I figured out some processes and systems, and then I was hired to be a consultant for a social media company. And uh, they wanted some like feed on the street advice for LinkedIn. And uh, then I did that for a long time. But then what, a real funny thing started to happen is that a lot of the people that I helped them with their LinkedIn profile, they all started landing jobs. And I'll never forget uh, this lady, Lisa Woodward. She called me up uh, and she said, Terry, Guess who landed a job as CMO, Chief Marketing Officer with Transamerica out in Los Angeles? I said, you got to be kidding. I said, congratulations, Lisa. And she said, Terry, uh, it's payback time. I said, excuse me, what? You know, I was just helping individuals at the time, right? And she said, um, I'm bringing it, we, every year we bring in our 1,200 largest clients who are business owners in the life insurance segment of Transamerica. And I want you to, I want to bring you in. I want you to train the whole group uh on linkedin and social selling 
I said, 1,200 people. I said, uh, and up until that point, you know, I was presenting in churches, you know, 20, 30 yes. people. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. And, That's and your I, first gig? That was my first big gig. Or, or first pay big gig. Yeah, yeah. It was very, it, for me, it. it was really big. That's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so um, she said, well, how much would you charge? And I'm just going to, I mean, it happened years ago, so I don't mind telling you. I, said, I just made up a number. Sure. I said, $7,800 plus expenses. She said, okay, well, just send me an invoice. <laughs> You thought, doggone you it, think too was low. Be she ne- told me later she would have done 12, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you so, think there would be a negotiation on that? Oh, my gosh. So, so it's really a fat. It was like a it was like a, a dream thing, right? I mean, because then we went to L.A. I took my wife. Uh, we were uh, walking on Hollywood Boulevard. We ended up on the Jimmy Kimball Show, and I'll have to play that video for you sometime. <gasps> it was like, yeah, it was, it was really, it was fascinating. And I used to play the video all the time in my presentations because it was really cool. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, just the way it evolved and how they questioned me and what have you. It was really neat. But uh, so, yeah, I thought, you know what? I think I can make a living out of this. And so I came back and I got more. And, and by the way, when I got home, my answering machine was maxed out with people who were in the audience saying, can you come do that for my company? Fantastic. And I mean, I just presented, I said, I like this, you know, so I talked to people and kind of got a perspective of what it was like to be a keynote, a presenter, trainer. I liked the idea. I kept helping people, you know, with LinkedIn to find jobs that led to business. And that's kind of how I created my model that I have now. Because I always present for free, you know, I'm, you know, I constantly present to organizations and groups and uh, you know, I, I set up my time to where I can help people if they have questions. Right. And, it all, you know, I, I just help people unconditionally. Yes. And then it always leads uh, to amazing kind of gigs. Right? It, that's something else, isn't it? It's, it really it's is. When uh, yeah. People leave the money out of it. It's happened with her where she's like, she'll spend two hours going and talking to somebody just yeah. over breakfast that saw her speak for free. Yeah. And then six months down the road, she'll get a call at a gig because they remembered her. Had the conversation with her and go, hey, guess what? Just like you said, Referrals? we need somebody. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, and I never do it thinking, oh, this is going to get me something someday or this could be a potential referrer. You know, you have to have that servant leadership heart. And that is one thing yeah, that yeah. for the second you and I met, you know, you just really dive deep into that generosity principle yeah. that this is the way to live a good, big, exciting yeah. life. And that's what I love because it's just so authentic and fun uh, to be around is. you. Well, thank you, Daisy. I mean, I, I we both both love to help people, you know, and if I uh, didn't have to pay some bills, you know, I've got a couple kids in Austin, I got to help them out from time. I mean, I probably would just do it for free. But um, yeah, I, uh, I I think there's something to be said to being a servant leader and helping others unconditionally. Um, and I always like to be the first to give, you know, it's so like when I c- connect with people on LinkedIn, here's a white paper to help you do whatever, Yeah, you know, and, and I think that's kind of the way to do it. Yeah. Well, you and I've talked numerous times and if you guys, obviously you need to follow Terry and I'll plug oh, him at the you. end. However, you give away the secret sauce. You will <laughs> yeah. tell the whole world on about any platform. Well, here's exactly what you do. Here's exactly how you do it. Yeah. And it has never hurts you has it no as a matter of fact i did that dacia because i got frustrated because when i was laid off i i you know i'm a lifelong learner and i'd go to a presentation and they would say well in this hour i'm going to give you five nuggets of something of you know that you're going to be able to take home and i thought five nuggets in an hour 
I mean, how, you know, so I, I uh, <laughs> and I'm really, real, as you know, I mean, I'm really intense in my presentations. Yes. You know, I'll give you five nuggets every three, four or five yes. minutes, you know, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, and, and, and part of that is because of my uh, nature, I think, but also because of the topic, because um, in, a, in an audience, you know, someone that wants to learn LinkedIn, uh, you have somebody who uh, who is uh, super good at LinkedIn and social selling, and then you have someone who hasn't even opened up an account yet. That's so right. There's got to be something in it for everybody. Yes. So I I just yeah. here it is. Take notes and and you and I'll tell them you have to hear this two or three times before yeah. it'll stick. And by the way, download my LinkedIn tips document so you can read the word version of what I just put you through. Yes. You know so. Hundred percent. I mean, I just give it all away. I had. I do this sales mapping exercise and it was one of those things that woke me up in the middle of the night five or six years ago where all of a sudden I had different client engagements and I woke up just with so much clarity, kind of that God aha moment of I know how to explain this to them. Like, oh my gosh. And I'm up two in the morning with all these papers on the table and drawing it out. And I'm like, yes, that's it. (laughs) And so then of course I felt very protective of it and it didn't take me very long to realize, well, what good is it just rattling around in my own head with, you know, at the time, four or five private clients? Like, right. that's awful. And especially if it was something in, in some sort of, you know, God-given inspiration, which is what I felt, you know, because I definitely feel like my work is kingdom work, that yeah, it's awesome. got to be, it's got to be free. Yeah. You know, I mean, that yeah. generosity principle, if I'm given something, I'm supposed to steward that knowledge, steward that insight. I'm not supposed to be like, it's mine, it's mine. I let <laughs> There's, a lot, yeah. you know? There's like, a lot of people like that, Deja. There, there really there is. is. And you've got to trust that putting it out there is going to differentiate you and people are going to understand and people are too busy to do your thing and your competitors are too busy to steal your thing and even if they steal it they won't do it like you like it's okay people it's scary and it's okay (laughs) yeah yeah i i mean and i think people are uh hesitant uh, to you know I, I give them advice right and then uh, i remember once and they don't always listen right, right? and they don't implement it yeah. but i remember once um i worked with a cfo and i've worked with 87 cfos in the last 10 years so that's my number one individual niche and then ceos the second it's right? amazing it is i and they, they're great but i remember once i worked with a, a cfo and um you know, he was, I mean, you know, looking for a job, right, it can be very stressful, especially if you have two or three kids in college, you yes. have a big house payment, two car payments, a wife, you know, or, or a spouse who, who may or may not be working, right? Right. Um, but I remember talking to this guy, and I sat down with him, and this was a freebie. I said, I got to help this guy, because I talked to him on the phone, and he was, like, uh, very depressed. And so I met him at my famous Starbucks. I, used, I did all my work at my famous Starbucks before COVID hit. And I talked to him and I said, what was the last time you talked to a recruiter? He said, it's been eight or nine months. I said, you're kidding. You know, cause I have this whole process. I trained them on, on how to, you know, connect with recruiters in their yes. niche in their local area and how to have conversation and he, nothing. And so rather than me working on uh, a, you know, getting into his brand and you know changing his keywords and that kind the of thing. Tactical. I said, mm-hmm. I said, let's let's just let me train you on social selling, right? Right now, let's yeah. just get this going. And so, social selling, you know, it's a four step process. You got to find your contacts. You have to use Boolean searches to find them on LinkedIn. You have to send them a pre written personalized connection request, and you send them a thank you note with a gift, and then you pick up the phone and call them, right? Yes. 
So I said, right, so let's go ahead. And so we did the search and we found, you know, several recruiters in the area. And, um, you know, he started to perk up a little bit. And I said, okay, well, great. So send them all a connection request. All 25, you know, it's 25 a week is yeah. my, my social selling strategy is my 25, 10, uh, 25, 15 and 10 social selling strategy. So you send out five connection requests a day, 25 a week. That's how you, so I said, I want you to do your whole weekly quota right now. All right. So he sent out 25 and I thought, I'm going to get this guy going. Right. And so, uh, so anyways, he sent out 25 and about an hour went by. I'm helping him with his brand. And I saw ah, eight, eight recruiters that connected with him. I said, hey, look at that. You've got a big red eight. In uh-huh. one city? Uh, yeah. Eight, well, within an hour. And I said, great. I said, well, um, I said, uh, send him all a thank you note. So, oh, he's all excited. So he sent him a thank you note with, with a, a, a gift, right? which in this case is his resume. So he sent out eight, uh, you know, thank, you know, hey, thanks, thanks for accepting my connection request. I'm looking for a CFO job in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Please find my attached resume. And so he did. He was so proud of himself. I said, well, great. I said, now I want you to pick up the phone and call all eight of them, and I'm going to sit here and watch you do it. And he went, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I can't, I can't. Uh, oh. And I said, no, I'm gonna, I said, I won't make, I said, no. He goes, please, if you could just go stand away, and I'll, I promise I'll call him. So uh, I, I wrote the script for him, a template, and so he called the first one, he got an answering machine, called the second one, got an answering machine, voicemail, and then the third one, I was getting an ice, another iced tea, and I looked back, and he was pacing back and forth. Like, oh my God, I said, he's got a live one. And so he had uh, an interview right then and there. The next morning, he had a face-to-face interview, and a week and a half later, he had a new CFO job. Yes! So you so, were yes. never in sales. You had nothing uh, to do with the Wolf of Wall Street. Well, I think Daisy and I have talked about that. No, I've been in sales in a big way. Okay, yes. okay. Yeah, uh, I can at, hear uh, it. I can hear mm-hmm. your voice. Yeah, yeah. At, uh, <laughs> at Verizon, the last big program I managed yeah. uh, for their Verizon Fri- uh, Fios product, which is their you know voice and TV product and what have you, uh, data product, uh, I managed over 1,500 door-to-door sales agents between oh, the yeah. ages of uh, 18 and 24 around the country. And that channel was non-existent, and it became the uh, fourth largest channel for Verizon. Wow. And it got me uh, the Leadership Circle Award. So, yeah, I get sales plus, yeah. and I think you have to be in order to, you know, if you're just, I'm sorry to say this to my marketing friends, but if you're just marketing, go get go get a sales job. Amen. You, Preach. You, yeah. Preach. You can't really be a great marketing person. And Daisy and I have talked about this. She unless broke her sold, and you were great. Yeah. You sold, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, what, First half sure. of my career. Yeah, oh, my, my gosh. That's yeah. amazing. Long time. And, yeah. and what do you like? more is there a difference ah. <laughs> i don't know because it's um, creative that. because i actually think yeah i know exactly mm-hmm. because the marketing piece brings out my creativity however sales does too because it's about thinking of unique ways to connect with people and bring value you know and i feel like you're in that same scenario right you yeah. know because that is something i wanted to bring up is while you were super talented at oh, sales and extremely well trained in addition to natural gifts your number one group is cfos people where communication is not their top strength. Yeah. Selling is their worst nightmare. What? Being unemployed is so vulnerable and painful. And so what you do is trainable. And I think that's important because I don't want anybody listening being like, oh, well, these natural salespeople, I mean, Kyle's been in sales for a year too. Oh, it's just so easy for them to talk about connecting with people. No, definitely no, that is not true. It's just that you're sharing what you know and that literally anyone can embody 
this and it's about being good to people and just opening the door. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, it's about teaching people, you know, how to fish, right? Instead yeah. of just giving them a platter of food. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I absolutely love uh, helping CFOs. And the way I got into that niche is I helped someone land a job who was a CFO. And she just happened to be on the board of Financial Executives International, which is the largest association for CFOs. And they said, would you come present at our luncheon? There was 350 CFOs in the audience, and I'm off to the races, right? Yes. There you go. So, A mean, lot of those personalities are the people who need it the most, though. Yeah. Uh, there are personality types. Mm-hmm. And there's other ones out there as well. But um, for you to take a salesman and go, hey, here's how you got to go do it. They're going to try to do it on their own. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they've got a, an idea how to talk to people. Well, you know, uh, Daisy, I want to ask you, you know, uh, Sales and marketing, it's constantly morphing, right? Oh, gosh. You know, it's Every constantly day. changing. And uh, even like with my business, you know, like I'd, so I'd get a prospect would reach out to me. I use a CRM system called HoneyBook, which I absolutely love. And then I, uh, you know, I have a contact form on my website and they fill it out. And, you know, so, so anyways, eventually they, you know, I have this funnel and all these sales come in. Well, what I was doing was. I would uh, reach, uh, you know, I'd, I'd have a prospect that would contact me in some form or fashion. Yes. My contact form, what have you. And I would, uh, you know, call them. Like, I have, you know, because I'm all about having conversations. You know, here I am, a LinkedIn social selling strategist, but I'm going to tell you as soon as possible, you have to take your online discussion offline. That's where you do That's all the selling. That's the goal. Never sell yes. on LinkedIn. So, but anyway, so I'm calling these people, and I don't know if you have this issue, if you guys do in your business, but. Um, but, you know, voicemail, voicemail, voicemail. And so then after three attempts, right, then I, I send out a, a, a blitz, you know. So then I send them a text message and I send them a, a LinkedIn message and an email message. Hey, if you're still interested, reach back out to me. And I, I it don't, you know, I don't know what made me think about this, but I thought I'm not doing this right. Because I, what, what made me think about it is my family, right? It's like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't even hardly have any conversations with my kids down in Austin. You know, it, it, it's all, hey, babe, how you doing? Texting, texting. I thought, yeah. you know what? I, I, I don't think people want to talk, at, you know, for whatever reason, they don't right. talk as much anymore. So now what I do is I send, you know, when I have a prospect, I send an email, right? But I, I immediately send a text message that references the email. I say, hey, I need to talk to you. What time works good for you? And it's, I think my sales are probably up 30 40% from where they were yep. just because people are more likely to text me a message rather than pick up the phone and call me or set up a call on my you know, uh, my calendar app. Right. Right. You right. Know, yep. So, I mean, so they'll text me, I'll go, okay. And then I, then I'm back on the saddle and I'm calling them. Is that your experience? Are you seeing that? It is. I do think it's going to be a short window though, because oh. people are figuring it out. And so, but email is too, it's abused. You know, yeah. the inboxes are too full. Yeah. No yep. one answers their phone anymore because all of the telebots killed it i mean my gosh i get a i get a new voicemail no matter how many times i block them from yep. at&t every single day yeah you know you get your yeah. car warranties expired car warranty even though on a brand yeah. new vehicle yeah. Not true. Yeah. or just or just regular spam i mean i'm yes. getting like 10 20 yep. weeks so we've been trained not to so i do think text messaging is great i'm a big fan of asking permission just because i do think like there's but you already are bringing value you're already connecting with them like you're referencing other outreaches and i do want to say also it's i don't necessarily think it's just about text messaging i do right now and then there will be something else you know 12 36 months from now whatever it is yeah but it's the 
consistent mm. like follow up, you know. It's five to twelve follow ups to get a sales. Five to twelve wow. guys. Like you've got to keep going. And I will never forget one client that I landed up in the Northeast. Um, we did a choreographed thing. It was partial social selling. Um, I had a lot of experience in air distribution manufacturing at the time. I still do, but I mean, that was really hot at the time. And so we circled the wagons. I mean, I pulled all the executives. I connected with all of them, right? And would send them free gifts digitally. But then we also sent them fun free gifts through the mail. And it was silly stuff like fidget spinners and, you know, with clever little marketing things about we know how to get your gears turning on, you know, your marketing and just fun. But then in between every gift, social message, voicemail, and then there wasn't a lot of texting at the time, and gift. My close rate was unbelievable. And you know what would happen with those people that we closed in that campaign? Every single time I finally reached them, they would profusely apologize for not getting back to me. A prospect Uh, who did not know me from Adam would be like, Dacia, I am so sorry. I've been meaning to reach back out to you for two months. I have saved all your voicemails. I have those silly things on my desk. I was meaning to call you. But they felt like they knew me. They started following me on social media. And there was an ecosystem of trust built around and I just had to get a system in place that got my, you know, reluctance to hear no, my reluctance to hit voicemail and feeling like people were slamming the door on me, but they weren't, we're just all busy. And if you walk in integrity, it's okay. It's going to work eventually. It's moving to, it's going to move to, and if it hasn't already, the short video clips, we used a few of those in emails that we sent Uh, or any type of video. Yeah, yeah. but if <laughs> if you see the short video clip, you really get to know them, and it's truly personalized. I agree. There's no CRM out there or platform that can shoot those out, and you're like, oh wow, yeah. they're really talking to me for I sure. Do love they're those. talking to me. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. I love. We need those. to get back to them. Yeah, that's I really know. Cool. that's very I know. interesting. Yeah. Well, let me see. About a year ago, I, I you know I, I get a lot of questions from people, right? And so then, rather than me going back and forth and trying to get in touch with them, what have you. I use an application called Loom. Have you heard of Loom? Yes. Yeah, I've used Loom. Oh, my gosh. I love Loom. Uh And so I don't know if it has a sales application, but it uh, it certainly does have a follow-up application with prospects that have questions Mm. and that kind of thing. And I'll tell you the other thing that really uh, changed my business. I read a book uh, a couple years ago called The Seven Levels of Communication. I sent that to you, right? Yes. I have it on my side table, actually. By Michael Mayer. And that book... Uh, kind of made me change the way I worked with leads and prospecting. Um, you see, uh, I, I help people unconditionally, right? But then many, like with Jim Woodward from Convene, he's a Convene chair. You know, I helped him one. and helped, you know, I trained his team. For, you know, and then next thing you know, he's sending me referrals. But the seven levels of communication says that, you know, you should spend a majority of your time trying to get ambassador and champion referral partners. And I have 47 referral partners. So I present for free, I get some referrals there, but all my referral partners, I do two things. Um, uh, Anytime I have uh, someone who I think could help them, I introduce them using the share Uh, command uh, using LinkedIn. Right? Yes. So I did yes. that with Dacia not too long ago, and she got a great client. Yep. And so, boom, does she remember me? Probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've sent yeah. lots of people to you as well. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, I'll, because I'll be of honest. That. Um, 
I heard about you, I think, the first time she spoke with you. I was like, I met the most interesting uh, guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know where it's going to lead, but <laughs> well, I'm just going to just see what happens. This was the craziest conversation I had. Yeah, I'm and pretty it, crazy. I'm yeah. sure it was. <laughs> but, but with the, the champion, so a champion referral partner will send you one to four referrals a year, and an ambassador will send you five or more, right? And so... Uh, it's it's about sixty forty. Most of them are ambassadors, but I every a day doesn't go by. I'm not getting one to three mm. uh, referrals from somebody. Have you wrote a book? No. How are you working uh, on? Daisy it? is the writer. I, you know, I'm not the uh, let's co-write the book. Yeah, I'm not we'll the write content one person, but but uh, but it really uh, is, is amazing. The other thing, so I try to send them. Uh, I, I have like I have one for Dacia, right? So when I meet somebody that I think Dacia should meet, I just go to my Word document copy and paste into a share introduction which explains the amazing talents of Dacia and said hey you got to meet this person give her a call right and then I CC her so she can follow up with that person so I used to share introductions quite a bit and then my big I, I you tell me if it's a secret if this is, makes sense but I think my secret weapon is uh uh in, in uh, January early January drum roll Early January, I sent a thank you note. I've sent you one before, uh, where with a five dollar Starbucks gift card, yeah. right? And my thought is, I remember I have an insurance agent who, my insurance agent, goes, "Man, I'm always, I always want to be the first person to send out a holiday card." And I never told him this. I said, "Well, it sounds like a good idea," but I think it's pretty silly because if you think about it, you know, I, well, how many holiday cards do you get? 100? Too many. You know, fifty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So if you're the first, by the time I get the last, yeah. I don't remember that you sent yeah. it. So what I do is I send it out beginning of January. You know, here comes the good year. Let's get going. Here's a five dollar gift card that they put in their wallet and hang, you know, until next time they go to Starbucks. And so I said, and then in uh, in May, right before June, and I don't know if you have seasonality days yet, but oh, I yes. sure do. Yes. But, I mean, everybody goes on vacation, whether they're going on vacation or not, in June and July. I mean, they just disappear. Yep. So I reach out to all my referral partners and send them another, hey, thanks. Send me, you know, let me know if I Let's can help go. you. Yeah. yeah, send me some business. And so uh, that actually stopped, you know, pretty much stopped my um, downturn, my, my seasonality in June and, and July, just because. Uh, I stay front of mind with them. And then, uh, you know, I'm really, really, uh, I'm horrible about this. We were talking about it earlier. I just really need to write a blog article. You know, I, I've written, I've got two or three that I, I, I just keep changing them. You just yeah. need to do a video. Yeah. You do don't you need do a blog, videos a blog with them? Article. No, both will work out really yeah. well. I'd like to do both. I mean, that what I've researched is that video rules, you know, people are just, uh, you know, word, words are kind of eventually going to go away. Let's here, just but, you know, um, yes. real quick, yeah. Hall- Hallmark New Year's Eve cards. New thing for a business. <laughs> you don't oh, send the Christmas cards. It, New Year's Eve. Actually, Happy New Year. Well, no, it's the last one a week okay, after Christmas. Let's talk about what You're we like, do. What's this card? If yeah, you can you find do? something even better. Now, it did not happen in the pandemic, We're obviously, because so we don't have people's so home busy. addresses. I don't know where you Which yeah. is awesome. But prior to that, <laughs> National Cocktail Day, our company mm. name being the Marketing mm. Blender, on National Cocktail Day, which is a random day in May, yeah, we would send these gift boxes to referral partners and clients and business best friends, and they are quirky, right? Yeah. I mean, there's something for their kids. There's oh. little cocktail glasses. I mean, it's like something oh fun. God. Well, this year's going to be big. I just ordered some <laughs> oh, magic. I ordered some magic. I ain't going to tell anybody. They, they may not be, be on the so list. Cool. I didn't order a lot but of them. <laughs> I could not agree with you more. I mean, I'm Christian. Of course, I love Christmas. But no, if you're talking about business, it's not about a Christmas card. That's not actually serving someone. It's not delighting someone. Find something cool and fun. Yeah. You know, where ah. they would go, you're not going to believe what I got in the mail the other day. Like, if they're going to tell their barber or like somebody at dinner, 
that's what you're trying to wow. aim for. You I know, know. I so something that. fun. So, so Daisy, how uh, how often do you think we should keep in touch with our referral partners? Is it once uh, a quarter, twice a? I mean. I just do it twice a year because that's about all the time I have. But well, maybe- you have a lot though. So I, it, for me, it totally depends on yeah. the number of yeah. them, right? So like right. for instance, um, Bert Copeland, one of the best CFOs on the planet, yeah. owns a company called New Life CFO. Yeah. He loves on his referral partners and teaches you know his folks to do that so much. And it's just a really amazing approach that he has and like they're very intentional about you know this quarterly type of a system and you know i mean like they really spend and you know cfos they focus on numbers and you know i mean like what's the investment and they spend a ton of time really really trying to help their fur partners be successful i mean they will do anything that they can to help them thrive which is Mm. such a cool so they steward their knowledge in order to do that um so like for me i probably connect with my referral partners in general on a quarterly basis i mean like sometimes i'm really bad about it but i mean it just depends because if it's a small group people you know there's a woman that i know where she talks about having three to five business best friends and so she touches them every single month no matter what and i mean very intentional like you about send them business Mm -hmm. make them successful share the spotlight and all of that so i think it just depends on your business model and your audience maybe yeah now did you guys actually meet through convene or in convene? No, oh, he only just wow. recently so got approved are... as a convene speaker. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's oh. a reason. Yeah. So Terry and I, I was were like, introduced... I don't remember that part of the story. No, and this is okay. not going to be surprising after yeah. this conversation. We were introduced <laughs> you might via LinkedIn. Tell people what convene is since we was it, it was it LinkedIn? LinkedIn? Well, I know the first time. Uh, I, I, I think Daisy. there's a company called Kendall Financial. Yes, but did we meet through Sydney? Well, uh, I, I I thought that you were at one of Ken. Ken's yes, Christmas party. I was, yeah. And I thought that's where I met you. Okay. Uh, I think, but that was like, uh, you know, a gazillion years ago. I know, exactly. Because I wasn't sure. For some reason, I thought we met through connecting on LinkedIn and we then realized that, oh my gosh, I know Sydney, you your know wife. What? I bet you're right. I bet we connected on LinkedIn. At prob- that was probably before we and connected on LinkedIn. I, I, maybe. I, don't, think, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely was before. So, I mean, like, we got yeah. reconnected or well, something. Well, I remember but. asking Sydney. I said, now, tell me about Dacia. Now, where do I know her from? She said, don't you remember we met her at a party? And okay, that's what it was. That's what yes. she said. But uh, but I remember really kind of getting to know you once we connected on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Switch the subject. You both are public speakers, and I'm the total... I'm way far away from that and never will be. Oh. So, um, are you, you just, an, are you just You'd a like natural? It. No, I won't either. <laughs> so, are you, are you just a natural at it or when you started speaking, you just go gravitated towards it and how's that journey been? I mean, or I, you just walked up there and was like, ah, no problem. Well, 1,510. Well, when I first started, I, you know, I, well, first of all, I started helping people individually mm-hmm. and who were looking for jobs. And then right. I said, you know, I, I mean, I was helping a whole bunch of people, but it was kind of like a revolving door at Starbucks. You know, like I was in there every day, you know, just helping people and looking for a job and before I decided to do my own thing. And then I thought, well, how can I help more people? So then I started calling up churches. I said, hey, can I, you know, I teach this thing called LinkedIn. Back then, no one knew what it was, right? And so um, they said, sure, come on in. People are looking for a job, and then boom. And so then I, I got a half a dozen or so churches that just loved the whole thing, and they kept asking me back, and it expanded more and more churches. Well, 
then what happened is is that these people start getting jobs and they said well now can you help us learn how to use linkedin to find clients and that's when the emphasis went from just digital branding to how do you find and connect and develop relationships with your key contacts and prospects using LinkedIn so you can ultimately take your online discussion offline. That's where you do all your selling. And so uh, then I had to kind of change my whole, I, now we have two separate whole di different deals. You know, the uh, yeah. presentation I have for job seekers, here's what you have to do to find those recruiters. And by the way, uh, the five largest recruitment agencies in the DFW market are my clients, right? So I work with Babbage & Associates, John Casey & Associates, these 57 street partners. I know that niche very well. But then uh, my real lifeblood, what I really love doing is working with, with companies. And it's not just their, uh, you know, sales. I like working with the executive team. You know, like mm -hmm. um, two years ago, I went to uh, uh, Uplifting TV. Have you heard of it? It's channel 339 mm -hmm. on uh, DirecTV. Oh, yeah. I don't but, watch But Charles TV. Humbert, uh, yeah. his father was Rex Humbert, the first televangelist. Look him up on Wikipedia. Ah. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but here's how this works, right? So I gave a presentation to a job-seeking group. And this lady got a job at a technology company in Plano, right, Texas. And the CEO uh, had uh, had a small networking group of eight very accomplished CEOs, and they would always meet. And so they had a speaker lined up for this small group of CEOs, and <clears throat> that canceled in the last minute. And so the CEO asked the, his team, do you know of anyone who could give a great presentation? So the person who was at my free presentation said, oh my God, you gotta talk to Terry Sullivan. He called me and two days later, I was presenting to this group of CEOs and Charles Humbert was in the audience. And I'll never, it's a technology company up in Plano and they had all these big screens and they had the rising desk and everybody was you know, texting yeah. and it was like, wow, that's very cool. And I remember I gave my presentation to this group and then Charlie followed me out. He said, well, what do you think of my program? And I said, Charlie, what What do you mean? I didn't know who he was, right? right? And he goes, and so there was probably 30 or so of these big screen TVs all over this place in this big room. And they had him on his, they had these, they'd all turned to his channel, right? Probably to make him happy. Up, It's uplifting TV. It's up TV for short. And uh, I said, that's your company? He said, yeah, this is my company. What do you think? I said, well, I'm going to learn a lot more about it now that I've <laughs> And so, uh, you know, two weeks later, I flew to Atlanta and... Uh, his company is built on the monorail system of the Atlanta airport, and I trained him and his two EVPs, I mean, his two uh, attorneys and all of his EVPs. It was phenomenal, but that's kind of how it works. So I shifted from working with job seekers to working with companies to train them right. how to create their brand, mm -hmm. to train them how to use social selling, which, you know, and the, the analogy, when I'm talking to my clients, they're like, well, why should I learn social selling? And I'll say, well, it's kind of like, having a Porsche out in your driveway and you don't know where to stick the key, what good is it, right? Yes. So, so it's really a Porsche and you have to learn to drive it. And I, it's my 25, 15, and 10 social selling strategy. Oh my gosh, whether you're looking for a job or looking for clients or looking to expand your professional network, it works very, very, very well. Yeah. You know, I was talking to one of our team members, Tom, our digital content manager, and, you know, we were doing LinkedIn help, you know, organizationally for a number of clients. And so we were brainstorming on um, some new strategies for a client. And, you know, I was trying to explain 
you have to be the follow worthy and you know for this one client they're a nonprofit specifically we need a big idea and people don't like engagement metrics are challenging so if the board is concerned about well there's not a lot of people liking our posts i mean you know we've tripled or quadrupled their followers and they're like well what does that mean yeah. you know yeah. and, and so we're going through okay this is part of an ecosystem but people have to engage. You need to show your face. You need ideas that you're disseminating. And, and it was funny because I, I had an aha moment where I realized, you know, put out a ton of video on LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera, all the social selling. And, you know, from a metric standpoint, it took me years to get up to the followers I have. And I still only have 13 or 14,000. I mean, it's not, you know, the 100,000 that you see of these other influencers or something like that. Yeah. In long story short, I realized over the course of the last eight years, LinkedIn has probably been worth a couple million dollars. Like when you add total client value. Wow. And but you yeah. would see you would see my posts, you know, one, two likes, you know, 10, 15 people on my live streams, you know, now people can't see what's happening in the direct mail or yeah. the direct messages, of course. Yeah. But yeah. you know, when we were talking about that and I realized the number, I was like, wow. And that is true. I mean, it yeah. is has always been a hugely significant part it's the of how we built the, the business. People you, you attract as well. You're just oh, not out there point. putting out content to be recognized. There are pictures of cute puppies. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's uh, that's right. It's something that gets them somewhere. Like yeah. you mentioned earlier, it's like it's the information you provide is usually helping someone or could help someone. They just want to dig deeper. Yeah. Well, that, and that's the thing. And, and I think a lot of the uh, people that I train, they've tried. You know social media and what and whatever their definition is and so they get frustrated you know they yeah. they first of all should they like or comment on an existing post and the fact of the matter is of in linkedin um, you know whatever you let's say you're an accountant well you're probably not going to connect with a lot of accountants right 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 so you know here you want to demonstrate your expertise and so if you like comment or share a post of a an accountant is probably going to be a competitor. So you, you really, you know, what I tell people is that you should like, comment, uh, and share, or you know, pro primarily like and comment on one to three posts per day. You know, you don't have to spend more than 15 or 30 minutes a, a day on LinkedIn to really uh, in, in, increase your social selling index, which I'll talk about. But, uh, but at any rate, once a week, you should curate an article from off of LinkedIn. And you better come up with a real easy system. And I highly recommend Feedly.com, which yeah. is a, a news aggregator. Yeah. And you set up these you know, websites that have great blog articles. And I can find a blog article within 30 seconds that I like. What happens is, is people do a Google search for, I'm an accountant, uh, you know, tax changes for 2021. And they, they, they play around for an hour and they can't find anything and they give up. Whereas, you know, I have uh, the influencers that I follow using Feedly and within seconds, whatever I want, do I want a social media topic, a social selling topic, a LinkedIn ah, branding topic? And I find that and then yeah. I bring it in uh, once a week. Yeah, see if it's not like Facebook, right? Yeah. Uh, or Instagram where you want to have 25 to 30 hashtags. You know, I mean, it's just very simple once a week. And you bring it in, you make a comment, and you want to make sure that you CC using the at sign, you know, one to three people. So, you know, like I've got 21,000, you know, connections on LinkedIn and you have 15. So now that what we do now is we uh, expand my potential reach to, you know, over 30,000. And so you do that once a week. So that's really important that you, um, I think, is that you use LinkedIn just a little bit every day. Yes, Consistency, I agree. Uh, is, is, and then... Um, 
and then like, comment, and share on a few posts, you know, and uh, that demonstrate your expertise. And then once a week, use Feedly.com or one of the other news aggregators to very quickly find really great content. And by the way, uh, Social Selling Index, do you know what your score is? I have no idea. Yeah. I haven't been on LinkedIn. It's locked up. I'm not the guy. Um, I've removed myself from Facebook recently. Oh, you know, no. two years ago. I'm yeah. I'm horrible. Like yeah. um, I'm kind of behind the scenes. I bet guy your right score's hard. Well, if you what? go to you know, if, if you go to LinkedIn.com, yeah, forward slash sales, right, forward slash SSI. So LinkedIn.com forward slash sales forward slash SSI you can see what your social selling index is. And it's a measurement what? of how effective you are on LinkedIn, right? And so you want to have a score in the mid to high 70s. I don't think you want to have a score in the 80s or 90s. I think, you know, you don't want to be too uh, direct uh, you know, right, on LinkedIn. Right. But uh, mid to high 70s is great. But it measures, you know, how effective mm-hmm. is your brand? How effective are you communicating? Are you connecting with the right kind of people? And that kind of thing. So your audience, I highly recommend, you know, check out your SSI score and get it in the 70s. I worked with the CEO yesterday and his overall SSI score was 18. And I said, I think we got some work to do here. Oh, for sure, <laughs> exactly. For <sure>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, that's such a great tip. I haven't looked at mine in a while because once we did the work, I didn't need yeah. to. <laughs> oh, I bet it's. I bet. I, sometimes mine will jump in the eighties or nineties, but uh, you know, you do. It's funny. We call it social selling, right? But you never sell on LinkedIn. You've probably gotten those messages where yeah, someone, yeah. hey, I'm the number one salesperson for XYZ yeah. company. Let's get connected. I go, no way. You want 10,000 leads yeah. in a month? No, oh, I know. No, people yeah. don't want to be sold digitally, right? You have to you know, develop, yeah. little, connect with them, right. develop a little trust and rapport, yeah. and then pick up the phone and call them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So with all this busy time, what, what kind of hobbies do you have? What Just off of, the cuff. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, wow. Uh, what kind of hobbies do I have? Well, I, I love technology, right? I'm always yeah, reading I about. You know, I can't wait to buy the next MacBook Pro, and I can't. I would love to get a iPad, you know, but will it replace my MacBook Pro? Oh my goodness! I, mean, I, I just can't stand it. And then uh, I, re- I, I'm a constant learner, right? Yeah. I, lo- I, I read yeah. probably a book a week. You know, I just constantly love to learn new things. And I think, you know, even in my spare time, I just like helping people. It's kind of weird, I know, but I, I no, get a lot of great. satisfaction out of, you know, just uh, just helping people. And the more dire they are, the more I like to help them, you know? So that's kind of how People like you make this world a better place. I well, mean, you're a connector you. with people. You like to help people. I mean, oh, th- you. you live and breathe it. That's why I was wondering, deep down inside, I was like, what kind of hobbies does a guy like yeah. this have? <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I have uh, two dachshunds at, at home, and uh, I'm always playing with Freddy. And I taught, <laughs> I, during COVID, I taught him how to fetch in our pool, so he's always going. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's a dachshund in so a pool. Cute. Yeah, Speaking yeah, of right? puppy pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That that would get some views. That would. <laughs> that's pretty much it. I, I I just love what I do, so I think that's pretty much kind of like my hobby, I guess. So yeah, that, you're living great. your passion. Yeah, living it's your amazing. passion. Yeah. What about you, Casey? What's your hobby? You know, it's funny. I have been trying to build hobbies because I'm obsessed with work. Obsessed. It's yeah, ridiculous. But you know, I mean, I love it. Yeah. Um, but it's not always healthy. My kids, I guess you cannot call them hobbies, especially now that they're a teenager. Almost not. You know, we've got one turning <laughs> 20 soon. Wow. Um, you know, so, so much is focused on their activities and you know, I mean, Kyle and I will sneak out, go on dates every week oh. because we're like, no our time we're done you know and especially working together even just getting out of the same environment and just changing that but yeah i mean i run and i do yoga i don't know if those are hobbies that's just you run every day 
Um, it depends on the time of the year. Right now, Too in hot. the heat in August, d- yeah. definitely no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, but I do exercise almost every day, and I just started playing piano. Piano. Yeah. Wow. So it's yeah. my new thing, and the thing I love about it, I have a hard time turning my brain off. And the thing I love about it is you cannot think about anything else except the piano the and so yeah <laughs> and it, it literally like when i come away from even if it's only 10 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever i'm definitely in a different mindset where i'm like uh-huh. okay i'm unplugged or i'm good or like i can feel it like i know that sounds so yeah. weird but my brain goes Kunk, like where i'm oh. like okay that's better now is there a certain <laughs> type of uh, music you like uh all of it. I mean, it's so right now, right now, happy right now. birthday. Yes, happy birthday. <laughs> Mary had a little limb. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm learning chords. <laughs> so I mean, I just played chords. She's picked up a lot, real Adele, fast. Yeah, but yeah, it's very oh. basic. You would not recognize it. But I mean, it's fun. I yeah. love. I love it. Oh, so. and a little cool. word of advice: if you're working with somebody you're married to, or yeah. own a business with somebody you're married right. to, I need to, and you go out on a date, I'm gonna start implementing this. We don't talk about work. <laughs> oh, oh we are you have your dinners that you have to talk about work, but date nights don't talk don't about talk work about or kids. Okay. Gotcha. Try that one out and see where it goes. That's hard. Well, that's really we're, we're well, actually yeah. pretty good about that. We usually have to cross a thing or two. Yeah. off the list for work yeah, and then we put the it boxes. away like in the, like yeah. when we're driving in the truck or yeah. something on that the way. way we can ride it off yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a friend that was a, a musician and uh, he said that the best thing you can do when you're first starting off is find a song that you absolutely love yeah and, and just learn it yeah and play it you oh, know that's... like a like imagine by john lennon or something you know yeah just oh i just think to be able to play imagine on the piano and i sing did it. get How to play that, that. i did like I only I'm learned imagine. a little bit, but it felt so good. Oh, oh yeah. you know that exact song. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that was one of the ones. It's funny that you said that because I was so excited Love it. that I was only playing a couple of the notes. Like, of course, I can't keep up with the whole song, but I was so excited. Oh, <laughs> Kyle what? collects hobbies. Holy oh, cow. wait, this is a whole yeah. other podcast. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. When I did own my business back in the days, I, I lived and breathed it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all I did. And I was passionate about it. And um, and I thought, well, now I'll get involved with her. I'll just sit back, do the numbers. And I'm staying a lot busier than I ever thought I would. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But I do like my hobbies. I mountain bike. I kayak. I, every chance mountain I get bike. to do outside, I, Fishing, I, I do it. Hiking, I mean, it doesn't running, matter. As yoga. long as I can be outside, yeah, I we do it all. We keep going. Yeah. yeah. You name it. Yeah. So are you an avid mountain biker? Like that's pretty much. I haven't been in the last few months. Avid yeah. slash reckless. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I need to show you a picture like of my grape, face. Grapevine um, this past winter. Yeah, Matter mostly, fact, it's mostly somewhere. grapevine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, grapevines are great. Great yeah. place to mountain bike. One of the top in the whole state of Texas. Yeah. they've got over twenty miles of trails back there, um, all different uh, skill levels. But um, yeah, you name it, I've probably done it. If not, call me up and we'll try it out. Golf. Oh my gosh, I know it's endless. But hey, it's been an hour, so it looks like we are gonna have to have him back down the road uh, to finish up on other topics. I don't know. Oh, I We're will tell to keep you one of the topics. An hour. I, don't I know. know we are gonna have to talk about systems because obviously you teach a system, but you are a system yeah. guy. Yeah. I'm oh a my gosh. Linear processor. You know. It's incredible. You're going to have to do a whole other topic on systems, you well, know, I mean, even beyond LinkedIn yeah. and well, social selling. thank you. And I, Daisy and Kyle, I want to thank you guys very much for having me. Oh, you're uh, kidding you know, me. Well, no, thank you very much. And uh, I'm, it's so such an honor to meet you. And thank oh, you for putting all the technology together. That's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> 
And Dacia, thanks for all the uh, help and influence you've given me over the years. Um, a truly amazing, I mean, I just understand this little piece of marketing, right? And you understand this whole big picture, which I've always been amazed at, you know, and and uh, I'm, I'll be sure I'll, I'll be referring more clients to you going <laughs> well, forward because I don't get all that other stuff that you know so very well. Okay, so what is the latest thing that you want people to follow you? How can they find you? How can they follow you? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to, okay. since you're all about gifts, what do you oh, have to please, give today? Yeah, please uh, do a search for Terry Sullivan Dallas and I'll show up on the first page of the results on LinkedIn. And when you send me a connection request and and just tell us what a great podcast this was. I'd yeah. really like your feedback. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and just and then when you connect with me, I'll send you a link where you can download my LinkedIn tips document, which will do a, help you do a deep dive into all those right, things right. that you should be doing with right. your brand. And, you know, if you have uh, a question or two, you know, you can set up a quick 15 minute call with me by going to speakwithterry.com and that'll get you to my calendar. I'd be happy to talk with you. And then also go to my buzzpro.com website and click on the uh, speaking tab. And I'm all over the country now. It's really ramping back up. Thank you, thank you so much, God, for getting COVID behind us. And uh, come out to one of my presentations. I'll be in Little Rock uh, in the next couple of days. I'm going to Philadelphia. I'm going to California. So I would love to meet you in person. So connect awesome. with me on LinkedIn and check out my schedule on uh, my buzzpro.com website. And uh, let's talk. Yes, you will awesome. not regret it. Thanks, Terry. Well, I mean, it thank was a pleasure. You. Thank yes. really was. Well, thank you all so much. Absolutely. Yep. Well, onward and upward. All right, everybody. Thanks. If you enjoyed this episode of the Corporate Caffeine Podcast, please help us help you by subscribing. I also hope you'll find us on social media. You can follow me, Dacia Coffee, and my company, The Marketing Blender, by searching us on your favorite platform or checking out the show notes for the links. We bring this to you because we envision a business world full of meaning, connection, and prosperity for us all. Until next time, onward and upward.